Welcome to the Ag Future Podcast, presented by Alltech. Join us as we explore the future of farming, food, and nutrition. I'm talking with Frank Wooten, CEO of Vince, a virtual fencing company that hopes to reinvent livestock management. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Frank, this technology is exciting on so many levels, from land and soil management to nutrition and conditioning, cost reductions in time and labor. Admittedly, all I have done is actually watch your promotional video, but <laughs> all you had to do was say Savory Institute, and I got it. It's rotational grazing for the most part. Was this the impetus for this technology and finding a way to get more farmers into this type of management? Yeah, so so it, it actually started. My co-founder is, is a Kiwi, so he's, he's from the northern island of of New Zealand, and his family was intensifying their property that they've run for three generations. And uh, in part of that intensification, they were spending hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, in fencing on an annual basis, and they were looking for alternatives. And so they don't really label it you know, savory or, you know, holistic, they were just basically trying to increase their productivity. Um, the reality is, as we've really searched around the world, um, you know, a lot of people resonate with with kind of what Alan Savory is doing and the holistic management. Um, but, you know, it's it started really from a, from a need, actually, at a grassroots level. Well, what is your connection to mirroring this kind of technology with the farm? Did you were you raised on a farm, or I'm, I'm this I'm the son of an engineer, um, and, and so um, you know. But my background is actually in finance, uh, and so for me, it was immediately this this kind of understanding. It came uh, from this sense of optimization when when I looked at what Jasper was describing when we started to talk about the problem it became clear that we could put something together with technology and artificial intelligence as well as communications network. And so, you know, I brought back basically the business background to how to create a business model. And we've done some some financial engineering as well to make sure that our customers receive a return uh, year one, day one. So even though it didn't start out as kind of a holistic approach, um, it, it's developed into that. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about um, in the financial side as well as soil management and how it all kind of works together? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that holistic management, as people are, are, are finding out, is more profitable as well. And so uh, we really always attacked it from the customer point of view, which was how do we increase productivity and, and profitability? The other side of the customer is that they had been using fencing for thousands of years. So this is a practice that people's parents and grandparents have used and it has worked over generations. And in order to get somebody to try something new and different in that scenario, you need to have a high bar of return for them. And it can't be something that takes four years for them to see. And so what we've done cost-wise is we've created a service rather than just selling hardware. So we charge our customers $15 a year for this basic service. And we assume all the responsibility of the hardware. So if the hardware broke or something failed, we need to replace it. We need to go out and fix it. And that gives the customers a lot more comfort rather than spending a couple hundred dollars on a piece of hardware to replace something they've used for hundreds of years. 
my understanding with um, rotational grazing and that type of livestock management, it, it can take many years to understand uh, all the components of that. How does your technology speed that up? What we speed up is it, a lot of times it's a huge capital investment from for putting in the fencing. And then you have to train your labor force uh, in order to do it. And we've enabled people to point and click, basically, to create fences. And, and then we're going to be able to move animals from one place to another without the need for labor. And so what we enable people to do is test this out without that huge financial barrier. Uh, there's obviously needs. The, the, the ground and the grass itself generates returns over time. And that's not something that we can speed up. But what we can speed up is what the adoption and testing rate is and reduce the barriers for that. You were mentioning the pointing and clicking. I was wondering, do you kind of bank off a kind of Pavlovian style of conditioning with this technology? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, yeah, most people uh, view it the same and understand it the same way as, as dog fencing for the invisible fence for dogs. And the, the difference being where an invisible fence for dogs, you have to put it a wire into the ground. And so your dog, as it approaches that wire, a sound is emitted and they learn within a few times that if they don't respond to that sound that they will receive a, a shock. Uh, we have the same training except we have vibration in, involved as well. There's an intermediate step. Um, so it goes sound, vibration, and then a small shock. Uh, it's much less electricity than what you get in a traditional electric fence uh, as it is. And they learn within 48 hours that, that the sound is correlated to shock and they respond really effectively. I've been to parts of New Zealand and um, having Wi-Fi isn't always an option. How important is um, having rural broadband connections for this type of technology? So we'll use whatever uh, version of, of backhaul, as it were, to take the information up to the cloud. But the way that the device works is that you set up a tower on your farm. Um, you, generally, we will set that up at some high point on your farm. Uh, those high points, we can either get sat satellite connectivity, we can get cellular connectivity more frequently than not, uh, even in places where people don't normally get it uh, on their handsets. If we stick a post 40 feet up in the air, uh, you can get some version of, of cellular connectivity. Um, or if they do happen to have rural broadband, uh, it's, it's even better for us. Uh, but then our device actually creates another network over the farm, uh, which is the equivalent of an AM radio station. Uh, and so one pole can cover you know, 10 plus kilometers or you know, six miles of, of land um, in either direction. How is it powered? What, what's the energy source? Can you use solar or? Yeah, so we'll we'll use solar for for the. I assume you're talking about the at the at the post level, right? I guess or, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we we looked at solar on the individual device level. We we found some challenges. You know, there's always edge cases, as we call them, and in the middle of the winter in Wyoming, you know, there's really not much solar juice that you get. And and so we're looking at actually just having the device on the animal is powered by a battery by itself. Uh, and the reasoning for that is reliability is, is so crucial for our customers. On the backhaul or the tower side of, of things, we do have solar component. Uh, and we just adjust that for you know where the region is located. Uh, so we have a solar and a, and a battery. 
The first hiccup I could see with equipment like this is that it is exposed to the elements. Um, what is it made of, and what have you done to with design to kind of withstand the wind, the rain, the mud, all the fun things? Yeah, so so we we have industrial designers who who basically take devices and 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 run them through the ringer, whether it's you know urine from from the animals or you know which is actually one of the more difficult challenges. The sun and the wind and, and the and the water, we're, we're kind of, there's a lot of different products that are pretty familiar with how to protect against them. Um, it's the the animal elements, which which add an extra uh, degree of complexity. Um, but we've we've been testing against those and, and, and have a team that actually tests uh, those in field to, to make sure that it's going to continue to work. Okay. My experience with this type of livestock management is it's not really talked about in schools mm-hmm. that much. Um, why do you think that is? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why uh, why that is. Uh, I think that it's a, from what we see in the U.S. Um, it, it's largely a family business, uh, and so this is something that's been handed down from from one family to to their children. Um, and uh, it's if some people don't view it as the most glamorous profession. Um, when uh, you're you're actually having to do really hard physical manual labor, it, it has a amazing return. You're providing food for the country, uh, but I don't know necessarily why it's n- not discussed more in schools or, or viewed as a as a profession that people would would desire. Uh, you know, I, I'd like to spend more time in the in the hills of Montana, you know, managing cattle. <laughs> Do you feel like you do kind of have to educate a bit, though? Like if, if we're looking at who your target market would be with this. Um, so already established farms would have X number of miles of fencing. You know, how do you convince them to get rid of all that, what they've already invested in? So so just to be clear, uh, the farmer doesn't have to get rid of the fencing. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, a lot of times what we're looking at is the intensification. Uh, we don't think that people will ever take away their external fences. Uh, we think it's largely um, something that's part of the psyche of an ownership of, of a piece of property, you know, where where you know where your land is demarcated. But but secondly, it's something that we're creating a fence which an animal can run through. Uh, if something, if a bear is chasing a, a cow, it's going to run through the, that fence and it's going to get a couple of different shocks and our system then gives the animal a reprieve and then tries to bring it back in. But you know, we're not a physical hard barrier fence. And, and so we think that there is an element of physical fencing, which is, is still necessary. But what we do provide is we provide somebody who has a 10,000 acre farm or a 20,000 acre piece of property to subdivide that land without any additional infrastructure. Uh, and so the sales process to that person is, is about understanding what his land could do and could produce for him if it was intensified. And a lot of times that's a really big uptake. We have customers in, in Wyoming who have 500 head of animals and they could be carrying 1,500 if they had additional labor and additional fencing. And instead of spending a couple hundred thousand dollars in fencing to, to do that, they spend... $15,000 and have it done in one day. 
So it's really about educating them uh, along those lines. And just say that maybe a cow does kind of run off because it's been chased by a coyote or something. Yeah. Does you have the GPS technology to track it? Yeah. So so I mean that that's that's part and parcel with with what we're providing our customers. It's not simply fencing, but it's real time analytics. Uh, and so you have the ability to kind of heat map, as we call it, your your animals grazing over your land over a period of time. And so you can see where that animal is now, but you can also see where they've been over the last month. And you could see that your whole herd is avoiding some part of your land. And you could put them in that pro- in that part of your land to have it actually grazed. You could force them into it uh, without the need for additional fencing and uh, things along those lines. So how did you find your way to the Pierce Lines Accelerator? And what was it like pitching to that audience? <laughs> yeah, it, I, so I had actually seen uh, the Pierce Line Accelerator. I spent a decent amount of time looking at different different companies in the space and, and understanding what people are doing. And um, had seen the Pierce Lines Accelerator via, I had done a Google search on on something one way or another. And Two years ago, when we had started, we just weren't at the point where we were even close to commercialization. And so it just didn't make sense for us at that point in time. And luckily enough, we were accepted this year. So it was, it was really a wonderful experience. If, if anybody out there listening is, uh, has an ag tech startup, uh, I would highly suggest applying. It's, uh, these guys are amazing. In terms of pitching to the audiences, it's pretty nerve-wracking. These guys have, at, at Alltech have, have really helped us a lot in terms of understanding uh, the way to construct a pitch and the way to cr- construct a go-to-market strategy. And, and with that knowledge, it becomes a bit easier. You just get a lot more comfortable with what it is that you're selling versus you know, us a year ago. And how do you see the relationship with Alltech taking Vince to the next level? And, and what is that exactly? Oh, it's a, the, the, next, the next level is, is, is tags on, on, on hundreds of thousands and millions of animals. And I think the way that the relationship uh, has evolved to, the, to this point in time, it, it's really we have products which coexist right now. Uh, where they're, they have a nutritional product for, for animals or they have hardware that they sell uh, to, you know, f- to help with silage and, and other you know, items. And we're trying to nutritionally enhance the way that farms are managed. Um, and, and so their product will always be necessary in our use cases. And, and at some point in the future, you know the way that I would like love to see it evolve is is that we can make a recommendation to our customers through the platform of you look like you're likely low in supplements in, in this pasture. Uh, would you like us to place an order for whatever Alltech product it was that they they would be using? Frank Wooten, CEO of Vince. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Ag Future Podcast presented by Alltech. For show notes and more episodes, visit alltech.com forward slash ag future.